Agud Vachra Boisai. How's everybody doing? Lili Nishmas, Imi, Moirasi, Rus, Bas, Mordechai. Before I go into the sponsors, I want to tell you two things. There's two very special guests here tonight. Actually, there's three. But we have Yossi, Sruli, Sruli Notice. Made Aliyah just recently. And he's here tonight. We also have all the way from Los Angeles. What's your name? Nathan. Nathan what? Kashnud. Kashnud? Oh. I met you. I met, I met Nathan. Hill recognizes you. Shalom Aleichem, guys. So I met him in Los Angeles. He told me he's making Aliyah. He doesn't know what he's doing with the Parnassah, this, that. He's, just, he's coming. And here he is. He's here with his two kids. Two tzaddikim tonight. Here they are. So tremendous atzlacha. Tonight's shir is sponsored by Ruben Hersein, the yard side of my wife's father, Shmuel, Ben Yaakov, the Neshama, should have an aliyah. And we should all make aliyahs. Here we have the two aliyahs, unbelievable. Where are you from? Really... Toronto. Toronto. Okay. But I think it's a bigger, it's a bigger, it's a bigger thing to make it from, aliyah from Los Angeles. From the oil of me all the way here. It's unbelievable. Okay. What? Long flight. Um, hi, Rebelli. As someone who grew up on, on Leicester Road, I particularly enjoyed yesterday's share. English sp- spelling taka makes no sense. The other days, my kids asked me why we say I see in the present, but that, but the I saw in the past rather than instead of I seed with a D. It's complicated to understand what I'm saying. Just make a chart. Y'all see Sounders. <laughs> Yosef, to Yosef Biliak. This is from Joe Schreiber. Oh, your father. I was in the middle of the unedited YouTube version of Beit Sadaf Tess, a Yud, when it closed down and I had to switch to the new edited version. When I saw the edited version, I realized it was well worth any trouble. It was among the funniest and most creative editing you've ever done. He's talking to Yosef. I laughed when I saw the pigeons on the shelf and I cracked up when I saw the sign language translator, the guy from... Uh, from uh, Mandela. Okay, I gotta see it. Send me just the, those two clips. I laughed so hard, my wife wondered if I was watching an old comedy. Now I understand why it suddenly takes a while to put out the edited version, Kala Kavod. By the way, yesterday morning I woke up to eat before the fast began and I saw your post at 4.24 a.m. I figured you also got up to eat. I hope he's joking. You were, he was up the whole night editing. Shabbat Shalom, Joe Schreiber. This one, I think, is from the same person. I got two with the same name, but different emails. Not the same, same last name. It says like this. Uh, I started learning the Dav with you, Mr. Sukkah, and I'm hooked. I start the shear on speakers so my wife can hear. Good morning, or boy say, ah. And then I switch to the earbud. For the rest of it, my wife Esther gets a kick out of the morning greeting, but complains when the ah is missing. What's shot in the missing ah? Please respect the ah. Ira Lipschitz, Pasegg, New Jersey. Listen, the ah is not forced. I have to feel it. If I don't feel it, I can't do it. And over here, another guy by the same last name, Shimmy, and he says, uh, the first word my wife uttered in the morning was good morning, or boy say, yeah, it must be the same person. Uh, thanks for all the kayak that you put into it. With all seriousness, I think your wife deserves to go on a meaningful people podcast and share with everyone how in the world she puts up with you. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the share. Like before we started the share, she already... Neither one of these. 
One more thing, you start every shit with a pile of papers and as you go through them, it looks like you're chucking them under your desk. And is that the case? A lot of people are wondering, please disclose. There's two shelves over here, two. The good and the bad, there's different cheshbonas, which goes where? Okay, but yishkoyach. Oh, very important. No, this one we'll read tomorrow. Okay. Givaldika stuff. Today, Rabbi Yisai, we're holding a little bit behind. On Daf Yud Amid Beis, Shloisha Umatza Shnayim Mutarim. We're holding with all the birds. Somebody just told me as I was coming here that this Mishnah Zimin Shchirim Matzlavanim, a person uh, set aside, he designated the black birds and he found the white birds. He said that the Belzer Rebbe walked into the Bismarck, uh one Benizmanim and he sees a bunch of uh, his Hasidim wear the Bekacha and everything, the Shmoni Begadim all through Seder. He walks in there, Benizmanim, and his Hasidim are gone. It's a bunch of Litvaks with the, with the white shirts. So he said, Zimin Shchirim Umatzalavanim. Okay, fine. Says the Gemara Shnayim Umatzal Shloish Asur Manavshach. I know, I think we did this. Shloish Umatzal Shnayim Mutarim. That's where we're holding. Two lines before it becomes white. So he designated three. And he found two. So what happened here? Did all three leave and two showed up? Or just one decided to leave? This is where I said my story with the three lions. We're in the middle of the jungle. It was an open place. It's open to the jungle. And we're in the middle of like, uh, I don't know, hitting one of them. And uh, the guy just took off and never came back. But he literally... Took off at 100 miles an hour, just ran into the jungle. So that's what happens with the wild animals. Sometimes you have three and then you find two. Perhaps the Mishnah is like Rebbe. And Rashi explains it's a little bit of a problem to say, Rebbe, the author of the Mishnah, we pass him like him, not, but not when everybody's against him. And over here we have the Mishnah against him. So I'm sorry, the, the Mishnah would be against the Rabbi, the Sanya. So we're talking about Meiser Shani. Meiser Shani. We're not going to go through the whole list. Don't worry about it. But I think it's Kedai to do with the kids. Five minutes, twice on a Shabbos. And they get it like this for the rest of their life. So anyways, this is Trumas Meiser. And we're down here. Step four is Meiser Shani, which is you take 10% and give it to yourself. For whatever is left over, 10% of whatever is left over, goes to you. On years one, two, four, five. Otherwise, we, years three and six is Meiser Ani. We're now in Shemitah, right? Year one. One, two, four, five. Ten percent goes to yourself. Now, what happens if you have a hundred pounds of fruit? And you don't want it for yourself. You can't schlep it to Yerushalayim. So you transfer it into money. And you bring the money up to Yerushalayim. That money has a Kedusha. And you could only buy food stuff with it in Yerushalayim. So now, what year is it? To this year? Seven. This year is seven. Next year is year one. Okay, good point. The Sanya, good thing we have Kyle guys in here. The Sanya, Niach Mono Matzim He put down a hundred to take to Yerushalayim, and all of a sudden he found two hundred. That's the first case in our, similar to the first case in our Mishnah. Rebbe says, now you have a big mix. Because he only put a hundred dollars aside, and he shows, it comes out as two hundred. Thank you. You had to come all the way down for that? You could have yelled out from there. It's fine. It's fine. You don't have to come down for that. 
For other, the other guy interrupts down. For this is for purpose. You're, you could yell instructions from up there. I promise you. So he put a hundred dollars aside. He shows up with two hundred. That's what it is. The cord is pulling. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. So he put a hundred for my Shani. Now he has two hundred. What happened there? So we have a hundred that's regular money and a hundred that's kadosh. What do you do? There's a process what you do. You take the nicer money and you make it tonight. If this was the Meiser Shani, it should remain Meiser Shani. If it's not the Meiser Shani and the other one is the Meiser Shani, let's transfer the Gedusha into this money. You can transfer it. That's fine. Now here comes our case. Chacham say that everything is ordinary money. There's no Gedusha to anything because obviously something happened here. You switched it. You took the wrong wallet, whatever it is. Now, you put 200 down, and now you only have 100 left. Is it similar to our case? You have three birds, and now you have two birds left. Two, three, same thing. He put $200 down, and now he has $100 left. It seems that our Mishnah goes together with Rebbe. Rebbe says that we take whatever we have, and the other 100 disappeared somehow. Somebody took it, the wife didn't know that it's my Zushani money, she used it. Whatever happened, happened. And Chacham say, everything is chulin. So it seems like our mission is like Rebbe. By the way, Maisa. I heard a very nice Maisa. There was a, a Ger Chassid that was a Rebbe in a Cheder. And he was known to be very punctual. And he never left the class. He didn't do, you know, he wasn't uh, to go outside and smoke and go on the phone, stop. And one day, middle of class, he got up, left made a phone call, and walked back in. So the principal asked him, what's Peshat? I know something was up. What happened over here? He said, oh, I was in the middle of learning, and I realized that all the money for my daughter's wedding is in this jacket, this pocket. And I told my wife to throw out the jacket. So I went to ask her if she already threw it out, and she said, yeah. I said, did the garbage come? She said, yeah. So I said, okay. So I went back in, and I... She says, what, you just walked back? You didn't like scream or... She says, no, the, the Rebbe always taught us that we live our life for that moment, for the moment of an assignment. And this is my moment. That was my moment. And I took it and I took it like a man and I just continued going. That was it. Sometimes you take money, you put it in the wrong place. You don't know, you don't take. I had a similar Maisa, but I didn't act like this guy. I threw a fit. <laughs> no, but... One day, you guys know the story. The guys that are here from a lot of fine stories. I cheer in Lincolnwood in, in Chicago. He asked me if he could borrow all my ski clothes. They're very expensive. You know, this, this ski stuff is expensive. So I gave him all my stuff. And then I had to go on a ski trip. I had to. I wanted to go on a ski trip. And I said, I called him up. I said, Khanan, where's my stuff? He says, oh, don't worry. I'll, I'll, I'll bring it over. The next day I'm going on my ski trip. I Khanan, you know, he goes, what do you mean? I put it in front of your house. So he put it in front of my house. I, there's nothing there now. He says, yeah, I put in a nice black garbage bag in front of your house. The cleaning lady saw a garbage bag in front of my house. She took the whole garbage, threw it in the, said zero. I had to start over from scratch, go to the, and I had to buy it in like in the, the ski resort where it's three times the expense. Okay, anyway, yeah, I was not happy. I just turned around like a big bummy, this, that was my Nisoyen, and I went by, I said, oh, thank you. Thank you for putting the garbage bag in front of my house. Yeah, yeah. Says the Gemara, Afilu Tamer Abana. Oh, it's, what's the fuck? What you, 
he's telling this guy next to him, surely I told you it's funny. This is it's kedai. It's kedai to come. You see? It's kedai to make aliyah for that. <laughs> <laughs> see, you lot a life for learning. You lot a life. So the Gemara comes up with the answer, and the Gemara is going to say, why do I need this answer? What's the answer? There's no connection between money and pigeons. What's the obvious difference? One moves, one doesn't. Pigeons need to get out of there. They're constantly moving. So if one disappears, so it's possible that you said, I want these two. Oh, for all the new guys here, sorry, let's go back. We're talking about Yontif here. And in order to Shalom Aleichem Revavi Factor, Shalom Aleichem, how was it? Amazing. Okay, we'll talk about it later. Amazing. <laughs> 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 wow, this is going to be a long night. This is going to be a long night. Anyway, so we're talking about Yandav. A guy wants to make, he wants to shech two pigeons. He has a whole pigeon coop, a dove coat. And he wants to shecht his pigeons. He has to designate them before Yontif. And now we're talking about he designated two and he only finds one. He designated three, only finds two. But pigeons are different. They walk, a, they walk away. They want to fly away. And money is different. So don't bring a raya rebbe to here. Okay. Says the Gemara. I just want to understand, says the Gemara, why do you have to give me this excuse and the terrets? Now, yeah. Ladadis means to hop because we're talking about pigeons that can't fly because if they fly, we have a problem of tzedah, which is asr and yantif. They, they, they're just hopping around and you just walk over them and grab them. The Gemara just goes through a little bit of a cheshman. The Rebbe Yoichem Rebbe Lezer, Chadomar B'Shnei Kisim Achloikis, Avav Kisim Achloikis, We have either it's Rebbe Yoichem or Rebbe Lezer, we don't know exactly who said what, but the point is, one says that the Achloikis is Two wallets. Okay? And if something happens to one wallet, it has nothing to do with the other wallet. If the money thing, you found half of your money in one wallet, everything is chulin, or more, everything is chulin because if you messed around with the wallet, probably it's not the same money that it was there before. In your head you thought so, but it's different. And one says that the whole machlag is in one wallet, but in two wallets, everybody agrees that whatever you find, you find they have no connection with each other. So now the Gemara goes through. If you say that the machlag is with two wallets, now you have to explain that why are pigeons different than money? Two wallets equals two pigeons, and the Gemara says no. Two pigeons walk away from each other. They're constantly moving. But if you're telling me the whole machloikis is only in one wallet, but when it comes to two wallets, everybody agrees it's okay. There's no machloikis at all in two wallets, so there'll be no machloikis in two pigeons. Says Rav Ashi, we're talking about a case where everything is tied to each other. And when, when Rabbi Yechanan says, one of them say that the machlag is one pocket, one wallet, he's not talking about literally one wallet. He's talking about two wallets that are attached to each other, that's considered one wallet. That's what it means. Machlag is in one wallet. 
Because we sure skin because always been not khadadi. Kissing not been not khadadi. Now, even though they are tied, but they're constantly moving and flapping their wings and jumping around, so it's very shchiach that one of them got away. Okay, so now it could very our mission could very much go like Rabbanon. We have no problem. Now, if the machlokes is in two two wallets that are tied to each other, what's Rebbe Svara? A lot of times the Knot gets undone, something happens, and one falls away. And now we have a brand new sugidaf, you'd aleph amanav. This is where we should have been half hour ago in the beginning of the day. Fine, we have to do a whole daf now. Let's see what we have. Says the Gemara, what happened was, if I could find the picture, we have, oh, here's the dove coat. And you designated the bird inside. He was inside the pigeonhole, and you found him here on the ledge, like that. And we had the svar yesterday, and a lot of what we're going to be learning today, we had yesterday a little bit of chazara. It's always good. If you have two contradictory musagim in shas, one musag in the Torah is roiv. You always go. If it's two, two, I don't know, kosher pieces of meat and one not, you go after the rive. You say it's all rive, or to the two store, whatever it is. Rive, two to one. But if you have also karev, we have a concept of karev. You go by whatever's closer. So over here, you, you sort of have a, that contradiction going on here. You have a rive. Birds in the world and karev the birds right over here. Halachacharayv, you go after the rive. That's why we have to we have to assume that the bird sitting on the ledge is from somewhere else, not the bird that you designated. Amar Abaye bedaf. We had this yesterday. Also, bedaf means is a ledge in the front of this chicken, uh, this uh, dove coat, and it invites other birds from the world. So there's many birds there, and like Rashi explained before, the birds are scared to come in. They wait until the other birds leave and then they sneak in. A whole thing. The point is that the birds of the world, the roiv, is actually karev also. You don't have, it's not a contradiction. It's not you have the birds that are, belong in the dove coat, so that's the close ones. And all the birds of the world, so you have a roiv against the karev. Over here, all the birds of the world are karev also, because guess what? They sit here in the dove coat. They don't belong here and they sit on the outside. There's an inviting ledge for them to come. Rava says you need two things going, two strikes. A, it's like literally like in this picture, they're above each other, and he designated only one out of the two. So let's say here he designated the white guys and not the black ones. And he comes and he finds two problems. First of all, what the one that he designated is not there. And second of all, the other, the other guys are also not there. So the, the guy that he designated is not in his spot, but he's in another spot. Okay? Two things. Let's say he designated this guy. Now, black and white is confusing. So let's go away from the black and white. Two blacks. Here. Right over here. He designated this guy right over here in this window. Two things happened. First of all, He's not here. There's something going on on top. Second of all, the guy on top is missing. 
So there's two things going on here. First of all, his guy is not in the right spot. And the guy above him is gone. Two things, two strikes. Says Gemara, So the Gemara says a very, very simple, simple thing. Birds that can't fly usually go downwards. They don't, they, it's hard for them, difficult for them to jump upwards. So Gemara says you can make a distinction between finding the guy that you, you think you might have designated above. How did he get it to the top one? How did a baby pigeon go from here to here? It's a little bit far-fetched to assume that and it's probably your bird that you designated. So, or not, or fakert. Says Gemara, certainly if he designated the bottom one and not the upper one. You could say that the guy from the top one made his way down to the bottom one. So it's bad. It's, this upper guy very possibly jumped down. He could jump down. But he can't fly up. So now, now that you find the bird here, it's not your bird. It's very possible. It's the guy from the top one came in here. But even if you do the reverse, you designated the upper one. And to say that the bottom one jumped to the top, that's a little bit far-fetched because they don't really do that typically. In all situations, it's Osir. I have two strikes against me, Mela. It's all Osir. When we're talking about two different pigeonholes here. Before he said, one is a lotion of coming downwards, that's easier. No, yeah, he jumped up. He's able to jump up. Fine. If all you have you designated two pigeons, and there's nothing else in this dove code, just those two pigeons. They're not where you designated, but that's the only birds. Mutar, farachim. If they could fly according to Rashi, so you could say that these are different ones. So they can't fly. They, all they can do is hop around. If there's another dove coat within 50 ama, 100 feet, it's possible that they came from another place. So says, what's going on here? Is there another dove coat? Is, do they know how to fly? What's going on? If they know how to fly, so of course there, there are other pigeons. Who cares there's two pigeons in there? And you designate two pigeons. Pigeons... That you designated flew out of here and two new guys came in here. What's the proof that it's your pigeons? LMI, they don't know how to fly. Is there another dove coat? Does your neighbor have one? Maybe they came from the other guy. 50 ama, they could do it. Story. What's the Shabbos? Rabbi Levine went to visit Reb Chaim Berlin, not the yeshiva, the actual Reb Chaim Berlin. It was his Rebbe. And he, heard, and he saw him saying Shira Shirim, and he was saying the Pasuk, Yinuch Yafi Rayasi, Inayich Yainim. And he's crying. So he said, Rebbe, afterwards, what's going on? So he told him a story. He said that a Russian guy came over to him. You saw afterwards. 
Sadık. Ah, Gümar. I hooked you up. <laughs> Were you trying to get his number, Milshir? <laughs> <laughs> so, what happened was a, a Russian guy came over and said, I need, I need to do Brismila, my son. But it's a secret, secret. He said, what's the secret? He says, listen, I live between the Gaim. My businesses, I deal with different Avedizara, different stuff with, with the priest. Nobody can know that I'm Jewish. So, no, so what do you want to bris? He says, I, I have harato, whatever. I live like this. But I want my son, if he, my son, wants one day to wake up and, and know his heritage, I want him to know that he's a Yid. And then he came and the whole Maisa, he gave him money for it. And he said, look, at the end of the day, he says, when I say this Pasuk, I remember that a, a pigeon doesn't fly more than 50 yamas away from the nest. A yid, no matter how far he is, this guy's in the shal tachtas. He, he sells avodah for a living, and he deals with avodah But at the end of the day, a yid, no matter what, he's always within fifty amos of of the source. Huh? Nishlacht. Zog the gemara. So what's going on? There is a nest, there's another dove coat within 50 yama. By the way, this gives me a lot of know because I didn't invent this whole charting. The Vilna Gemara already had it. Here, if you look in your Gemara, you all have it. I just uh, just put some color to it. The point is that one dove coat is around the corner from the other. And even though the, the, the bottom line is that it's not going to go anywhere without still seeing his, having his dove coat in sight. And since it's around the corner, it's not going to go there. I think maybe it came from another, from another source. The pigeon that you designate is not the, this one. It came from the other dove coat. Since it can't see it, it's around the corner, it doesn't come into the other dove coat. Says the Mishnah, brand new Mishnah, brand new Masechta. Today's Mishnah is sponsored by Fischl. The Refuah Shleiman for Brian Abbas, Yentad Vairat. Says Bish. Says We had this yesterday also. So it could be I learned wrong pshat. I, the idea is the same. I'll remind you what I said yesterday. I thought Ailey is something like this. It's like where you grind the wheat and it's a flat surface. It seems like the mistake is it's more of a pestle. I think I mentioned yesterday pestle, pestle. I didn't know how a pestle fits in there, but then I saw more on the side they have. Uh, explanation that's more like um, like a racket, like a ra- like a yeah, but a racket. It's it's a pestle. This is a pestle. This piece is a pestle. We're gonna learn about the pestle soon. Also, meducha. It's all over shas. You crush herbs with it and stuff like that. But they would crush wheat with a flat one. How do you make? How do you how do you cut meat on this? That was my problem. I needed to get something flat. That's why I came up with this. But Apparently, they would crush wheat with, 
with like a racket. It was a flat surface on one side. It was a racket, and they go like this. What, what, what's the name of that racket that they play? Um, like a, like handball in New York, like a piece of wood, like in the in the beach they use the ra- a paddle racket. Oh, there you go, paddle racket. Something like that. That's what I think it is. It's flat and it has a handle, and you go like this and you crush the wheat. So Mela, it's mukta. That's a kli. One shot is a klishim lachdaliser. Since it's klishim lachdal, oh, he has one. Very good. Yeah, we need that. Give Valdek. Where is it? Here we go. Oh, we have it. It's in it because Uncle Phil once gave either me. Here we go. Statistician update. This is it. Exactly. Beautiful. So you take this and you crush the wheat. And now he wants to use, so this is a Klisha Malach Iser because it crushes wheat. And now he uses it as a flat surface to cut his meat on it. Beautiful. Shkoyach. David, Shkoyach. Mamish came in at, finally, after all those months. Useful gifts. Useful gifts. They still say it's okay. Simchas Yontif. Again, we're talking about Simchas Yontif here. What's his name? Lipschitz. See, now I'm going to take this and I put it in. Oh, he doesn't, he doesn't see it. In this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was late night TV. Okay. You can't take the hide of the animal you just shafted on Yontif and put it on the ground so people step out of it because that's Ma'abid. That's working the hide. You can't even move it. Like Rabbi Avram, Vaisvish showed us. I, I noticed afterwards that this is the head of the animal in a plastic bag. So here's the animal. But if there's a tiny piece of meat on it, just like this, then you, you're allowed to carry it. Agav the meat. It's as if you're, 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 you're carrying the meat and not the hide. And they say it's not a problem. We'll see in the Gemara. If you did go ahead and you cut the meat on it, you now let up. Where's that racket? You now move the racket. No, it's fine. It's fine. Omar Abaya. is be'eli. The whole is in a racket. Avol. Betavro garmi. Debeakol motor. Let's see if I have it here. I guess that one I didn't press print. Okay. Uh, the bottom line is, oh, it was a nice one, Taco. It was really nice. Um, it's called the butcher block. It's, it's saved under butcher block. So butcher block, it is saved actually, just not printed. A butcher block, you know what it looks like. It's a big fat piece of wood. And that's what you cut meat on. But that's a cliche malachitil It's made... To cut the meat on. So there's no problem on You're allowed to cut meat on Yantiv. Pshito, Elit Nan, it says in the Mishnah, Eli. I would think that there's a problem with a butcher block also. Why? As we're going to see the Svar in the Gemara soon, because you might come to move it and then not use it. And anytime you, you move something, you end up not using it, it's a problem. The, the, the problem is only with the Eili and not with the butcher block. Let me explain to you what I meant. Even a brand new one, butcher block. 
You're going to be worried about it. it's brand new. I don't want to get it dirty. I'll use it for next time. No, a butcher block is not a problem. It's not mukto. So here's the svara. Now we're going to discuss that svara of not using something after you decided to use it. And now that's a problem. You cannot bring the butcher, but really we're talking about the knife. You can't bring a knife to an animal. Vesakin, you can't bring the animal to the knife, and you can't bring a knife to the animal. That's not a problem. You can't bring the spices to the pestle. Don't, don't do the reverse. Now, what's the svara of all this? Because Bisham is concerned. You're going to schlep this, bring it all the way to the guy to crush it, and then at the end he's not going to use it. So now you just. Carried, you, you touched muksa for no reason. You're going to look at your beautiful animal, you're not going to shaft it. Leave this shvach animal, it's very weak, very skinny. I'm going to bring a real animal for Yantav. This dish. Let's leave it. We'll bring another one. What? You're going to shecht an animal? You're not going to break it up into pieces? How is he going to take it back? He needs to cut it up. He needs the butcher block. Very interesting. Because the way you tan these hides is you pour a lot of salt on it. So now we're talking about a little bit of a shtick. Of a harama. You take your meat and you want to roast it and you put a little salt on it. Now Tyson says over here that at the end of the day you don't need to put any salt. Halachically, you don't need to put salt on a roasted piece of meat. But for flavor, I put a little salt. But if I'm going to cook it, I need a lot of salt. Halachically, I need to put salt on it. So what do I do? I take the salt and I pour it on my, my piece of meat. And by mistake, uh, a lot of salt goes on the hide, and it starts working up my hide. And that's okay. You can't put a lot of salt into your dish, into your cook, in your cooked meat. Says the Gemara, Pshito, let's Says the Gemara, no. It's not that we're going from roasted meat to cooked meat. Because that it says mufurish, only for roasted meat. To the roasted meat, we're talking about in roasted. Don't oversalt it. Don't be a oiberchachem and oversalt it and pretend that you're putting a ton of salt on your roasted meat because that's not the way you do it. And you only put a little salt. And you're not allowed to put a lot of salt and tan your hides by mistake with a lot of salt. You're allowed to tan your hides by mistake with a little salt. Now, you have chalev. Again, from a vice fish. Let's say there's a piece of chalev. You're not allowed to salt it. Why? Again, ma'abed. The same problem with tanning. You're not allowed to eat this stuff. So why are you salting it? Because you, you want to save it for something. Now, it's not really muksa because you can use it for fuel and stuff like that. But you're not allowed to salt it because that's ma'abed. Be'ma'abchim bohem. And I'll flip it over. You, you, you're worried it's going to spoil. So you start flipping it. You put on top of a couple of poles. You let it air out so it doesn't spoil. Omer Abbas, Nalach, Yerbishua. That you let put it on top of a couple of poles. 
You're not, oh, that's very confusing. When you have a machloikis, what the machloikis is, that's a big problem. The machloikis, what the halach is. One says, no, the halach is like Yibishu. No, no, the halach is not like Yibishu. It's not what you do. So, Bishlam, the man of Allah, Yibishuah, Yitzrich, Sokadat, Hamino, Yachav, Rabbi, Allah, Kerabim, Yibishuah argues with the Mishnah, which is the Rabbim, Yachav, Rabbim, Allah, Kerabim. Kamash, Malah, and Allah, Yachav. That's why I have to tell you, hey, the Allah is like Yibishuah, you know why? It's one against a hundred. We go with the one. That's a big Kiddush. And if, but if you say that it's not Allah, like Yibishuah, why did he have to tell me that? One against many, we go with the many. What's the, what's the Kiddush? Maybe he has a tremendous beautiful svara and we should go with that svara because it's yantiv and we're concerned he's not going to shech this animal. He's not going to enjoy yantiv. How come when it comes to the hide in front of you're not allowed to put the hide by people to step on or fakert. You're allowed to, we're saying that the Allah, not the Allah is like Yibishua, that you're not allowed to put it on the poles. But when it comes to hide, you're allowed to put it, basically say you're allowed to. Hide is different because people sit on it, they'll throw it on the floor and sit on it. And it's not, you don't recognize that you're doing it to, to tan your hides. You're doing it maybe to sit on it. Why the Chacham say you're allowed to put it on a pole? So it shouldn't spoil. And people will come to, uh, to, to salt it. We just turned to Yud Alpha and Bays, sponsored by the MDY Tehillim Group. For those who need Shiduchim Mishur's Refuas, please join Tehillim.com. And by Shlomo Lelazarian from Los Angeles. You know him? In honor of my wife, who's Moiser Nefesh, so I can prepare share. Says the Gemara. Omar Rabbi Yehuda, Omar Shmuel, says Shmuel, you have a bunch of pieces of salt right over here, of, of meat right in front of you. So you take a handful of salt and you go like that, one swoop motion, one time. In one shot, you're allowed to salt more than one piece of meat. You're only going to eat one piece of meat. But it's one motion, so one motion we allow you. Okay. Ravada Barahava, now the Gemara says, and people have issues with this halacha a lot, but we don't say it all the time. Once in a, in a, in a while, like it comes to, I don't know, so much chametz, but certain times we say this halacha. L'kavid yantif. Ravada Barahava marim umalach garma garma. Ravada Barahava did a trick. He took a piece of meat. He said, oh, shmak a steak. So he, he was able to salt it. Halacha lila salt. Then he did a trick, and he was aware of this trick, and he was going to do it. He did it on purpose. He puts the steak down. He says, a steak, shvachamaisis. I want this piece. I want prime rib. So he goes to that one, and he starts salting it. Nah, you know what? I want the shoulder. And like that, he did the whole entire animal, and he got out of it. Says Toysis on top. Top Toysis. You're permitted to salt an entire chicken and then only end up eating a little tiny bit of the liver. So you, you got to At the end of the day, you only needed the liver, but because you're going to eat the liver, you, you salted the whole chicken. But then Tysus comes and says, No, but you have to... F- fine, whatever it is. But the point is, 
Well, you're saying that. That's the only. I don't know if that. Okay, I'm not getting into it. Maybe it's even a bigger chiddush. At the end of the day, you didn't even want it. What? Soylent. Okay. Yes, the cash of the bach. Givaldi. But that's not the point. The point of Tysus is. Okay. The point is, you only wanted to eat the wing, and you ended up salting the entire chicken because of that wing. That's fine. You have a technical shayla. How could you salt the liver? You need to roast the chicken. Liver. Okay. So I in the back. That's only when a person is hungry. Once he's, he ate, he ate his meal, now he has no excuse to start salting chickens that he's not even going to eat. He's not hungry. Okay, no. Says the Mishnah. Sponsored by Fischl. Lord Forstein Avram Yosef ben Chana. This was the picture from yesterday. I have a different picture, I hope. Slightly better, maybe. It's actually a picture from Israel. You see this piece of metal? This box fits right into this window. If he were to flip it and all the guy go flying on the floor, he could close up his, his window with this piece. So that's what a tris is. This is like a tris. It fits right in here. And he puts it down to, to show his, his goods. My treason, now we, we already, when we learned it yesterday, it's mutter to sell stuff on Shabbos. You can have your store open, people come, take stuff, they don't pay for it, and you don't tell them how much they owe you. But they come on Sunday and they'll pay you. This is for Shabbos, Yontif, Simchas Yontif. The, the concern over here is stira. I am opening up a wall that's breaking on Shabbos. Say Basil, you're allowed to do that. And not only that, you could put it back, and that's Baina. I'm allowed to do that. My trees are normal, trees are These are the shutters of the stores. There are three things that you're permitted to do after you're done, like Hatzala guy, he's allowed to come back home because of the, the start. Because if you don't allow him to come back home, he's not going to go on a Hatzala call. By the way, I saw Rabbi Yashif says that if you're a paid doctor, you don't have that hetero. You know that, right? You guys know that? Doctors? If you're a paid doctor, you're not allowed to be over Issa Raisa, and you're not allowed to drive back home. On a doctor? No, he says that's all the guy's fine, but not paid. Volunteers are different than paid people. Because paid people go, let's say a doctor, he talks about a doctor has to go for a birth. He gets paid nice money, a couple thousand dollars. She's so going to go. You're going to tell him, you can't come home. It's not going to prevent him from going. He's going to go. Unless it will prevent him. Unless he has to be there for three-day yontif, and for two thousand dollars is not worth it for him. Okay, next. I'm just telling you what Rabbi Asher says. You could say, uh, if you say Ramosh is different, fine. Says the Gemara. Um, so, what are the three things? Veilan. Or Adarson. This hide. You let it put it in front uh, on the floor and let people step on it. Why? Because if you don't allow that, people are not going to shakhna yantiv because they don't want to lose their hide. If you don't allow the store owner to put back his, his shutter, he's not going to open up the store and people won't have goods on yantiv. 
What's that? That's a Kayan cannot perform the Avoida when he has a Chatzitza, right? He can't wear a glove, the whole famous story with the glove and they cut off his hand. So if he has a bandage on his hand, he must remove the bandage. But he won't want to perform the Avoida if he can't put the bandage on. It's not going to heal. So we allow him to put the bandage back on in order for him to do the Avoida. Interesting, Rashi really immediately notices that Rechava was a Talmud of Rav Yehuda. So why does he call him Rebbe Yehuda? Because he was his Rebbe. But not because this is a Tana. Rebbe Yehuda, the famous Rebbe Yehuda. This is an Amoira called Rav Yehuda. So it goes like this. In Amoritz, in Amoritz, he has Tumah. We treat him as his Tumah because he doesn't know how to keep his body tart. On Yantif, we make a dispensation and we say that it, there's no Tumah. No Tumah for Namaritz. Now what happens, so a guy owns a store, he opens up a fresh barrel of wine, comes to Amaritz on Yantif and sticks his hand in it and plays around or whatever it is. He sells dough. Sells dough. They, they would sell dough. You just buy a piece of dough and you put it into your oven, freshly baked dough. So the, uh, the Amaritz comes and touches, you know. When I lived in Bnei Brak, I saw a store in Maizashaya. I wish I had, those days we didn't have cameras. It said a great line. It says, over here, kan mochrim lechem trogim. We don't sell a shroigim, we're selling bread. Because people pick up the bread. I don't know if you've been in a baker. They go like this. Eh? No. Next one. Eh? So, huh? I actually saw a guy here in Mappet Shemesh, a few times I saw it. He took a bread and put it on the, um, what's it called? The thing that, no. The conveyor belt. Put it down flat on the conveyor belt. What? How many jerks? The guy put his meat there a second ago and did this. Put it on the conveyor belt. Okay, anyway, they're not so mocked over here in this country. So, the new guys don't know about it yet. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, he, the Damaris touched this dough. It's normal to go and touch. So now, but because it's on Yantif, there's no Tumma, no Tumma. What happens after Yantif? The day after Yantif. So Chacham, listen to this. Chacham say retroactively, that we know that the Amaris touched it on Chalamayid. And now it's after Yantif. But he didn't sell all his dough. He didn't sell all his wine. Say Chachamim, it's all Tamay retroactive. Because we know he touched it. It's a special halacha during Chalamayid. Maybe he says, no, let him finish up the barrel. Inside, Omar, Rabbi Yehuda, he opens up a fresh barrel, he starts a new, a new dough, because of Yantif. We allow you to finish up the whole barrel, because otherwise you wouldn't start a barrel Yantif. If you know that Amaritz comes and touches your wine and you can't sell it afterwards, it's Tameh, you're not going to open up a fresh barrel. So this is another case of we allow you to finish something off because otherwise you won't start it. Or Adar Santanino says the Gemara, all these things we already learned. Maldeseima, why do I need to tell, why do I have to tell you these are the three things that we will matter? It's in the Mishnah. You could take, uh, you're allowed to take the hide and throw it on the floor. Maldeseima, maybe it's a special thing because you could sit on it. So Mela, if you, uh, you, you shechted this animal, you dehided him, whatever the word is, before Yantif, you're allowed to also put it down on Yantif. Kamash no. 
It's a special hetter to do it on Yantav. The Yantav in, there of Yantav If you have to hide from before Yantav, it doesn't apply to you. What about the shutters? There's no Chiddush. We just, that's how we explain the Mishnah. The reason why we still say it's not a problem to put back the shutter is because it's a kli. Comes in, comes out, and there's no building and breaking kalim. Maybe you can do it in your private home. You have a closet, you take out a door, put it back. No. The chanui is in, the batim loy. There's... There's a reason why you're allowed to put this shutter back, and that is the, so that the store owners stay open. And that's it. Not in your own home. You can't put a shutter back in your own home. Now, if you recall, the Gemara had, remember we had five cases that we want to say, Mukhlefes Hashita, Mukhlefes Hashita. It's a Basil Beishamah. We kept on going, kept on going, until we got to shutters. That's why we know the Sugi of shutters. And there we said, yeah, Basil is the reverse of Beishamah. It's not Basil, it's Beishamah that say you're allowed to put back a shutter. And over here, you see from this Gemara that it's actually Basila. It's a little bit of a problem. They deal with it. Chazar Sertiyah B'Migdosh, Namitanina, that you're allowed to put back your bandage in the B'Migdosh. It's a mission in Erevin. Machzir Sertiyah B'Migdosh, Avalei B'Medina. Ma'al the same time in my Mishum De'en Shavuz B'Migdosh. I would think that there's no De'isid Rabbanans in the B'Migdosh. Avilu Koyen, Deloi Baravoyduhu. Let's say a Koyen Stam took off his bandage to wash his hands or something. He didn't perform that Avoyduh. He could also do so. He could put it back on. You took off your bandage to wash your hands. Now you're stuck. We only allow it so that you perform an avayda. You can open up a barrel. What's the chiddush here? It's mamish stuff. Could you finish the barrel after the If not. So, I would think that the Tumah of an Amaretz is literally, what's the Lashon here? It's Mamishtar. Look at this unbelievable Pasuk that Rashi brings. I'm just, I printed it out if you don't want to look at Rashi. By Yosef called Ish Yisrael Eloir, Ki Ish Echad Chaverim. This Pasuk is amazing. This Pasuk says that when Klai Yisrael is together, we're all together, we have Achtos, we're all Chaverim, we're all Tamid Chachamim. There's no such thing as an Amaretz when there's Achtos. So I would think to the point that he's completely Tahar, no. We treat him, says Rashi. You know why? If you look at Rashi, the first wide line, look smack in the middle, Shaloi Levaisham, Rashi says. Look inside, look it in there. It's Kedai to see it inside. We don't want to embarrass anybody. We don't even want to embarrass the Amaretz. Today, we're all Ba'achtos, all of Klai Yisrael is here. We treat everybody like Tamid Chachamim. What's the Lashon again? Ki'ish Echad Chaverim. When we're all one, this Achtos, we're all Chaverim. Chaverim Klai Yisrael, which has a prophecy, Chaverim Klai Yisrael, In other words, the only way we allow you to use this barrel is only if you opened it on Yantif. But let's say you opened it up before, 
You don't have this kula. Uh, How come it's not in his list? He only said three things. Says the Gemara, amazing thing. He's not, he's not going to discuss a machlaikas. What do you mean? Bishamai argue with Basil. So the, all three cases, the tris, the da'ar, the it's all machlaikas Bisham Basil. We just learned it today. Machlaikas. Says the Gemara, Bishamai, Makam Basil, Lainam Mishnah. It's not even a machlaikas. It doesn't even start. It's always halach like Basil. There's no, no machlaikas. Masis is like Aitana. Our Mishnah doesn't go like this Tana, the Sanya. Bishamah agreed to be Silel that you could take out the shutter. We just learned that you can't take out a shutter according to Bishamah. Over here it says you could. So that's a not like our Mishnah. The whole is only to put it back. If it has a pivot on the bottom, or anywhere, we'll see in a second, if it has a pivot, you're allowed to even put it back. So if it's like that picture I showed you from the store, just a flat thing, a, a shutter, you're allowed to, <laughs> you're allowed to put it back. No, it wasn't me. It wasn't me, Daka. That's these Mechutzafim over here. It's Rabbi Schoenberg. <laughs> Anyways, if there's a tryst, <laughs> Who do you think it was? Me? It's either me or Rabbi Schoenberg. <laughs> Maybe it's Mordechai. Fine, anyway. A flatress says the Gemara, you're allowed to put a shutter back in. Everybody, even to put it back. It says before, if there's, that there's a machlaikis when there's no pivot, but if there's a pivot, it's oser. So Abai explains what it means. It doesn't have a pivot, it does have a pivot. Not like you think. Okay. I, I took this from the Hebrew art scroll, and that's why there's some words uh, that bled through, if you look closely. But the point is that it has two pivots on top and on bottom. Then everybody agrees this is Osir. This is building, this is this you can't do this on, on, on Yantar. and Circle Iker, if it's just a square and doesn't have any pivot, then according to everybody, it's mutter. The whole machlaikis is only in this case right over here that there's one lousy pivot, which doesn't really do much. It could pop out, it could pop in. It's not like the most secure shutter in the world. Top of do I have to make a gzeira and say even the shvacha guy is like the two the two pivots? People might confuse the two, and the two pivots we said is a hundred percent also according to everybody. So perhaps this should also be also like two pivots. No, Omar Sovar, We don't make a gzeira. Have a wonderful. Evening, we'll see you tomorrow, Beis Hashem, at 7.15.